We're going to look at the transfer situation now. The transfer window open for, for a few more days. Um, quite busy uh, at the moment in Marseille, where Morgan Sanson has uh, completed a switch to Aston Villa for 16 million euros. Arkadiusz Milik, the Polish striker we know, has has joined Marseille, has already made his debut. And um, Dave, I think Pablo Longoria, the uh, sporting director at Marseille, is hoping to get one or two more deals done before the end of the window. Yeah, maybe we'll see Amin Arit come in from Schalke. But he was really good, I thought, before he made that move to the Bundesliga. And I could see him fitting in well at Marseille. I mean, one player we didn't mention in our Marseille chat who's really disappointed me this season is Cuisance, who I'd not seen much of uh, when he was playing in France, but came in with the big reputation from Bayern Munich as being a creative midfielder. Um, he's only showed that in flashes. And whether Arit will be an upgrade on Cuisance, we'll have to see. I, I, they've got fundamental problems and it's reminding me a little bit of when they recruited the likes of Sabah Khalifa and Modu Sogu. It's a bit dispiriting really to see Marseille reduced to having to recruit second and third choice players. I, Milik's in, in a different category. Milik, I think, has the potential to to do what Balotelli did a couple of years ago. He's a class player who's just hit a, a difficult situation in his career and will want to prove himself at Marseille. As for the others, I, there's no magic wand there. But Longoria, yeah, he's got to prove himself. But what are they building towards? And we've, they've been through so many projects and names of projects in the, the Vincent Labrune era and then nowadays in the in the Aero era with Frank McCord as the owner. I'm, who knows? Who knows? Maybe the cheapest thing would be to get Tolvan and Payet to start talking to each other again and, and getting on better. But uh, no, it's going to be, yeah, you sense it's going to be a tough few weeks coming up for, for Marseille. Um, a couple of rumours. Uh, West Ham, we know, are looking for a striker and they're looking to Ligue 1. Boulay Dia and Gaetan Laborde both being linked with uh, with a move to South London or East London. Robbie, um, first question, which of those two would you buy if you were West Ham? Second question, if you were Boulay Dia or Gaetan Laborde, would you move to West Ham? Um, I would probably buy Gaetan Laborde just because I think physically his work rate... His his quality are more suited to English football maybe than Bull Idea. I think Bull Idea has still lots more room for improvement, and maybe in a year or year and a half he'll be ready for for a move like that. I think this is his first really good season in Liga. I think he's an excellent player as as we know, um, and I think he's got a, a big future in the game. He's only just broken into the Senegal national team. He, he's scoring goals for a run side that aren't scoring many, so he's a, he's clearly a good player. Um, but I think he's got more room to Im- room for improvement than Gaetan Laborde, who I think is a more finished product. Laborde, perhaps more ready, player. more ready in yeah. terms of the stage of his career. Yeah, I think so. And I really like Gaetan Laborde. I think he's an excellent player. As for the second part of your question, then would I go? Um, well, look, I'm not Gaetan Laborde. I don't know how much money he needs, how much, uh, what new challenge he needs, how he's how he's feeling. I mean, it's a, it's a personal choice um, for him to make, but, you know, things are going well for him at Montpellier. So why not stick it out to the end of the season and, and see yep. from there? It's always a risk to move mid-season. That is what Crepin Diata has done. The Senegalese international has joined Monaco. Big money move again. We're seeing several uh, big transfers between the Belgian top flight and the French top flight. So Diata joining Monaco from Club Bruges for 17 million euros. Dave, um, 
What, what, what do you think? We know Monaco tend to be good judges when it comes to talent. This fella, Diata, has scored 10 goals already this season. He's only 21 years of age. They are good judges, but then they've got a, a mixed success rate. If you look at the percentage success rate for every, I don't know, for every Kevin Volant, there's a Henry Onyakuru, for example. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a, a decent signing. He's, he's scored a lot of goals for, for Club Bruges. And I think Kovac likes the idea of having a, a quick player out wide. Jelson Martins has been doing that to compensate for the lack of pace of Kevin Volant and Wissam Benyedo. Benyedo's got really quick feet, but he's not the fastest over the ground. Volant has a, a great understanding of, of the game and is a, a perfect foil for Benyedo. But I think it, it does add threat to them if they've got someone with out-and-out pace. And I, I think that's what they're hoping to get from that signing. A couple of uh, emails we've received. Uh, Richard Pike, what do you think of Nice deciding to loan Danilo Barbosa to CSK Moscow for the remainder of the season? What's your overall opinion of this player? Robbie, we, we haven't seen a lot of Danilo Barbosa at, uh, at Nice, have we? No, last season he played quite a bit in the middle of the park as a sort of number six um, holding midfielder. He, he never really settled. He's a young central defender slash number six. Um, I don't think we saw the best of him at Nice. I don't think he really had the, the, the favours of, of Patrick Vieira. I don't think Patrick really thought he was the player that Nice needed. So that, that never helps um, for, a, for a young player who's in a... In a new country, I know he didn't. He didn't speak very much French. I know that he, he, you know, he hung around with Dante a lot as as his as his interpreter, his man, if you like, in the, in the changing room. Look, I don't think he'll be necessarily hugely missed at, at Nice. But having said that, I think I saw little bits of him where I think he was that player that Nice could use in that number six role. But they, Nice just had too many problems elsewhere that that it it never worked for him. Another uh, email, Peter Dunmore in York in the UK. Um, Thank you for your email, Peter. And uh, listeners, if you do write in, let us know where you're from. We always like to know um, where our listeners are are living. Uh, So Peter asks about Loic Bade, the very talented young Lance uh, defender, having his first season in the top flight. Um, He's doing very well. Peter points out he's noticeably very good on the ball, which should see big suitors interested. What do you reckon uh, to Loic Bade, Dave? Really good. Could do with another season, I reckon, in the top flight. But uh, yeah, he's the the main man or has been the main man for most of the season in that Lens defence. Even though they've got far more experienced players in their squad, the likes of Stephen Fortes, who used to be their captain. He's been out of the team, kept out of the team by Bade for a lot of the first bit of the season. And no, I think he's got great potential. I I think he he does need a, a few more games in the top flight before anyone thinks about a move for him league one podcast at gmail.com if you do have any questions that you want to ask now uh, we're recording this monday lunchtime and i am hearing um or i'm reading on the bbc website that frank lampard has been sacked by chelsea the bbc are reporting that chelsea are expected to appoint thomas tuchel robbie who uh um was reporting on psg is still reporting on psg but uh, spent plenty of time interviewing thomas tuchel um what do you make of this news? Um, I'm a bit surprised to to see him, if if it turns out to be true, to go straight into a club. But maybe he feels, you know, you don't want to miss the boat. He had a year out of the game in between Dortmund. Well, a bit more than a year out of the game in between Dortmund and Paris Saint-Germain. Um, and maybe having done it that way, he's going to see what it what it means to move straight to a to another big club. He'd be reunited with Thiago Silva, 
which I think uh, would be there was plenty of respect between those two players. Um, and look, if it if it happens for Thomas, what can I what can I say? I can say that he'll be a fabulous to work with with the, all the people, not the players, but the people at the club of Chelsea. He's a he's a jovial, positive, friendly friendly guy. Um, I think he is probably quite suited to English football as well if he can put his his plans in place. A la Jurgen Klopp, you know, it's a, it's a, he wants to play aggressive, pressing football. He, he, he likes the idea of playing positive football all the time. We know they've spent a lot of money. We know he knows Timo Werner, Werner very well, obviously, as a, his compatriot. So, look, there are plenty of reasons why it should work. Um, and I think he'd be suited to, a, to, a, to English football. My only question would be, I would have thought after the, the trials and tribulations of, of two and a half years at Paris Saint-Germain that perhaps you'd just like a little break. But maybe not. Dave, do you reckon... Um what Robbie alluded to there, the fact that Chelsea have spent a lot of money, in particular on, on two German players, yeah. Kai Havertz and, and Timo Werner. Has that, do, you, do you think that influences this Chelsea decision if indeed, they, if indeed they no, make that decision? I was decision. going to mention Havertz. I mean, having spent all that money, they're not seeing the best of two very talented players and Tuchel will be able to talk to them in their own language. Uh, who knows, maybe they can be joined by another German. There's his spiritual son, Draxler, could do with a, a move. Well, you say that, but... Well, you know, when, when well, two, let's just anticipate the rumours. There are going to be a lot of rumours of, of PSG players in the next two weeks, 10 days, before the gen, what is it, January, January transfer window closes Probably, in a week. But Robbie, are, are, there any players, are there any players PSG are looking to offload that could interest Chelsea? Because, I mean, they're not going to, PSG are not going to let them have a, a Di Maria or a, you know, a top-line player, are they? It depends what the, what what the, the politics money. <laughs> are at the club and how much money Paris Saint-Germain need to raise. Uh, if they need to raise, do they need to sell? There have been plenty of rumours in the French press that, that Leonardo needs to sell for, for 50 or 60 million euros to, to try and balance the books a little bit. I think what we will see at Chelsea is we'll see the Tuchel charm offensive like when he first joined Paris Saint-Germain. People are going to love him in the first few months and then maybe... As it seems to be a repeated pattern, Dortmund and at PSG, maybe we'll see a different Tuchel next year or the year after. Will we see Thiago Silva spraying him with champagne if they win their first game, as as he did at yes, and at he, PSG. Then, he he sang as well in the in the press conference. He 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 sang a song, Thomas Tuchel. No, he'll he'll get along great with the squad. He's a he's a he's a players' coach. I think, you know, I look it's. They've got no coach at the moment, so I they think, could yeah. do worse than Thomas Tuchel. And I think we all like him. I mean, I know Armel Tangi, uh, who's often on the podcast, is a big fan of Thomas Tuchel. And I think, you know, overall, he's, he's left a big impression. Paris Saint-Germain is not an easy job for any coach. It doesn't mean you're a, you're a bad coach if you don't win the Champions League with Paris Saint-Germain. And he actually very nearly did win the Champions League with Paris Saint-Germain. Exactly. So we will watch this space. 